Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, hello, hello. It's the Nile or Nine podcast. Woo! How are you Woo! doing? It's myself, Niall, and Andrea Cleary. Andrea's bopping along there. She's bopping along, ready for really our best of August. I'm in a new place um, recording in my home. I've just decided to record on the couch today. Um, I'm hand holding my mic, and Niall thought it was very funny when I first came into the room doing this. <laughs> um, you just look like you're ready to answer a quiz. Speaking of quizzes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ru- I'm I'm running a quiz. Oh, speaking of quizzes, Niall. Oh, I've I've the two things to say. Better. No, look, I <laughs> I thought you you represented the podcast and yourself very very well. Um, especially on the kind of dance music, electronic music questions. I oh, sorry for anybody who doesn't know, Niall was um on the No Encore podcast last week. Um, yes, battling was, against uh... Craig Fitzpatrick in the No Encore music quiz uh, hosted by Dave Hanretti, who has always been and remains a tough quiz master. Um, very so I tough. thought you did very Some well. Great questions yeah. there. Great questions. Great questions. But, um, very, but too tough on the answers sometimes. Maybe. Well, um, okay. So <laughs> I thought you were robbed on Degrassi. I, I'm going yeah, to say that was. now. And I texted you as much. You were robbed on I Degrassi. I got it. I but actually thought it was, it was balanced out. out. Um, no, no, it didn't. No, uh, I was furious. But I do think it was balanced out by the fact that Craig didn't get an extra point for naming all, te- all um, 14 or oh, 13 or 14 whatever you two albums. albums. Incredible. In, like it, in the right order as well. What a feat. Um, what a feat. It was yeah, it was, it was it was stunning. So I think I think it balanced out. I think it was a. Fair it was worth it for that alone. To be honest, it was worth. It yeah. was worth the, <laughs> the harrowing experience. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great fun. It was great fun. But it was I'm, very still, fun I'm still upset about the Billy Bob Thornton question. It was such mm. an annoying. One of those ones where you can just see somebody in, and you can see them talking, and you're like, yeah, I can see the chin. I just can't see the rest of the face. I, I could really, so well. really feel your frustration during the backward songs round, um, which I will say I'm great at. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was disappointed not to get one of the biggest, uh, the songs of the summer, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. That was I, I, I could feel it in you. I was like, oh no, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be thinking about this for a week now. But um, no, you, you, you represented, uh, as I said, the podcast and yourself very well. Um, and we we won't have well, thank a bigger nine now. So, yeah, yeah congratulations on, on getting silver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can listen to that over on No Encore podcast, um, the quiz round. It's very fun. Um, so, yeah, very good, very good, very enjoyable. Glad to be asked and uh, hopefully won't be doing it again anytime soon. But I did enjoy, <laughs> hopefully to do a live quiz where I'm not the only one who's participating with Craig and that'd be good. Yeah. Happily do that again. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about the best music of August on this episode, episode 184 of the 909 podcast. If you like what we do, it's patreon.com forward slash 909. If you want to show your support in any way, uh, 909.com, there's loads of things happening, loads of things coming up. We have been uh, off for a couple of weeks. We're still in, I mean, it is the end of summer, but we're still in the summer mode because we're about 
couple of days out from Electric Picnic now. It's, uh, you know, the last big festival of the summer. The weather is going to change. But you, Andrea, were at another love story. And I want to ask <laughs> you I? how you got on. <laughs> was I really at another love story? Um, were you? I mean... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was. So I went down on the Friday. I had, you know, a ticket. They very, very kindly gave me a ticket for the weekend. And I thank them so much for that. Um, I went down on the Friday, um, had a lovely time Friday night. Um, saw some bands, saw some DJs, saw some Nile. Um, I yeah, I saw you always from, the crowd, from the DJ booth. I was like, oh, there's Andrea. Did you see me? Yeah, because you yeah. waved and I didn't have my glasses on. I wasn't sure if you were waving at me or you were waving at someone else, but I was like, hey, <laughs> absolutely bopping my little feet off. Um, you you were the highlight of the Friday night for a lot of people. Um, I really enjoyed that. That was one of the best. Yeah, like, you were DJ sets you were the done, talk of the local area in our oh, in good. our campsite. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, very very enjoyable. Great tunes. Um, but yeah, I had a brilliant night. Thank you. And then I went to my tent to go to sleep, and then I didn't sleep all night because it was just it was just one of those nights camping where it's like all the pegs in the tent were like lifting out of the ground. It was windy. Everyone around me was like really loud, which is fine. I had I had my Lord of the Rings audio book, you know. I was getting through it, but it was just I just didn't sleep. Did you have I was just I I just. Um, no, I have like my earphones because I listen to podcasts and audiobooks, um, but they have like a noise cancelling thing on them. So it wasn't, it was also, I was just afraid of like blowing away in my tent. And then I woke up on the Saturday morning, went and did yoga, which is really nice with my friend Catherine. Um, and then we saw Neve Regan and a couple of other bands. And I was like, yep, that's it. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> that's that's like the most Andrea Cleary thing I've ever heard. Like, I was literally. just like, I was just like, I don't, I'm, I'm, it, this is lovely. It's so small. It's so sweet. It's just such a cute festival. Really gorgeous. All, everyone who was there was lovely, you know, no trouble. Uh, it wasn't like Leeds, which we might talk about in a minute. But um, yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, I'm done now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye festival. But uh, the only thing was they didn't have any buses running out of the festival to Dublin on Saturday um, because the festival ended on Sunday and they're probably like, no one's going to leave, you know, under 24 hours. Ha, haven't met me yet. Um, so I had to get like a taxi to like the local, the, the like nearest oh, right. village and then get the bus from there. Because you did text and... me and I had left already, but I didn't actually have any space in the car because I, I took two yeah, people oh, no, well, I, three people home I was me. actually... When when I texted you, that was just um, that was just to see if you were still around. And you wanted to get a coffee, and then I think later I rang you, but you must have been driving. Uh, that was yeah. me trying to my arm to see if you had space in your car because I knew that you were going back to do the boat thing. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I yeah. I did wonderful time. Um, I wasn't drinking, I had a great time. so that might have added a little bit of like I was just sort of you know. That but might I mean, the lack of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, like I there's had, a reason that people drink at festivals. I know, I know. <laughs> so like I should, I, sh- I should have just not drank and then just like downed a bottle of vodka right before bed or something. No, but, maybe um, not. <laughs> um, I do recommend just a little sober bop at a festival. Um, there was a, a, f- a few of my friends were taking shots, um, and I had um, uh, a coffee. 
and it was I was I had a coffee right before I went to see you actually I was like yeah I'll, I'll come up on this coffee during Niall's set <laughs> and I did <laughs> it was great um nice, but yeah that was nice. my that was my um another love story experience beautiful I really, highly recommend it really I mean your first time my fifth time maybe sixth time mm. I don't know I just felt it was just they did it so well they grew it a little bit that mm. treehouse area where I DJ was new that, oh, that, that was that, beautiful. It was so nice. And then the 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 tent in front of the, on the uh, the front at the lawn on mm. the front of the house was a new one as well because the house was closed. And I I really didn't feel like you were missing anything from not being in the house. There was lots of great, lovely touches. I didn't go into the house once. Lovely touch. Well, you can't or, get into or, the house or, or near near the house yeah. once. There was like a little area beside the house. I walked in there with my friend, and it was like really narrow, and we were like. No, nope. and then That's we just the came shift back shack, out. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. The shift shack, yeah, was, we didn't yeah. go in so there. That was an outdoor one this year. So I mm. just thought they did a really good job on on uh, accentuating what they already had. I was not noticing some little touches, whether it was bunting or otherwise, and I was like, well, they just really like elevated it in a nice way. And I have more people, but in the way that you're like, this doesn't ruin the buzz, and I I really enjoy yeah. it. So yeah. So I no, I, was, I was there what one night. I had less mm. than one night, and maybe I had some chicken dumplings for breakfast. The next day, yeah. Um, so and then I left uh, and went and did the boat party, which was great fun. Great yeah. fun. I I, came, yeah. I I I left just as it was right. Like when when I was at the bus stop, waiting for my bus to Dublin. Um, it started like it really, really, really started lashing rain. Um, and I was like, this is the right decision. <laughs> Getting out of here. So yeah, and then I came home and just slept for I think ten hours. Which you know, if you know me, you know I'm not a good sleeper. So that was. That was the highlight of my weekend was coming home and sleeping for 10 hours. It was, it was great. Right, very yeah. good. Well, I'm going to do a sober mm. festival this weekend. Um, uh, what Sunday. else is in the news, Niall? How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing it as well. Sober mm. festival. Uh, yeah. Um, what else is in the news? Well, right now, um, a band called Arcade Fire are in Dublin. And if it wasn't for the news that broke out over the weekend, it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it perhaps was. Um mm. Yeah, it's an unusual one. Obviously, Wynne Butler has been accused of uh, sexual misconduct by four different people and his responses have been very questionable. More than questionable. Mm-hmm. Can we talk to about that a bit? Can we just talk about the... How did... Like, I just can't yeah. even imagine how these people feel like it's okay um, to say these kind of things. Whatever about, you know, your... I mean... Wynne and Regine, we all know that they're a married couple as part of Arcade Fire. But Wynne Butler, whatever they have in terms of their personal lives, it's his decisions and the choices that he's made of Mm. kind of preying on young uh, fans who are just legal age. Like he says at one point, oh, I Googled her and I found out she was 18, so it's fine. But he he clearly has a pattern of using his uh, powerful um, position in music and against... Mm. His around his fans and against them and uh, just very doesn't seem to be aware of the issues and, and the fact that, his, that the power dynamic that is inherent within him and uh, it's very much like oh I, I made mistakes you're like I'm, I'm this is not it's not about you <laughs> it's actually not about you so yeah so RK Fire are currently doing two d- dates in Dublin at the moment um, their second one is tonight it's a strange time for the news to come mm. out on Saturday, and I, I immediately, I'm not going. I was going to go. I was thinking about going tonight. I'm not going anymore. Um, I can't go and be there at a gig where 
this man has uh, clearly not understood the gravity of what he's been doing and people who are apologizing. Look, I guess people have to make that decision. There's plenty of people who were at Arcade Fire last night and they seem okay with it. And I just am. not this comes back to the problematic faves kind of idea of, you know, you have to personally make a decision. Um, we can't, I can't cancel Arcade Fire, <laughs> but I can make a decision uh, to not mm. uh, participate in their concerts and uh, the output that they have currently um, while this is. Uh, yeah, coming. I think the, the, everything that's kind of happened around this over, you know, the past 48 hours as, as, as we are now, um, or, or, or maybe a little bit longer has been really, really interesting because there's obviously been, I mean, to go back to his statement for a minute, um, the statement he gave was, um, <laughs> bizarre to say the least. Um, we've, we've seen a lot of these statements from people, um, I'm reminded a little bit of Ryan Adams um, in in that he says, you know, I I haven't always acted perfectly, and he, did, he you know he obviously admitted to cheating on his wife, um, but but everything was consensual and 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 so on. Um, but there was there was another part where he had offered to uh, put Pitchfork in touch with women who he had positive sexual experiences with. That I, you know. Me Too has been going on for about um, about six years now, and I didn't think that I could be surprised <laughs> by anything. Yeah, absolutely. These kinds of statements, and and you know, fair play when you you really that that knocked the wind out of me. I couldn't believe what I was reading there. I was like, that is yeah. bizarre. But anyway, you know, in in regards, it it is a it's a very unique situation that we are in in Ireland now. And, you know, the, uh, last night's gig has been reported um, in the UK. It's been reported in, in the US. It is the first gig of this tour. Um, and obviously people are looking at Dublin um, to see what, what the response is going to be. Um, a lot of people seem to find out at the gig last night um, from the report that I was reading in the Irish Times yesterday. Yeah, a lot that was of people a bit of an opener. did know about it, but it is, it is 90 euros or whatever it was that they had spent on the ticket and they didn't, they, they either wanted to sell the t- ticket to somebody else or go themselves. I think that's the same thing. Um, you know, it's still a, 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 a body in the place. Um, either way, I think that's probably the same thing. A lot of people just not going, not passing on their ticket, and you know, leaving the space there that that w- would have been there. I heard from a few people who did go that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I've I, I heard from a lot of people that it di- it didn't look like a sold out show. There was a lot of people there, right. and the people that were there enjoyed it, but that it didn't look like a sold out show. Um, I, I I read a few people on Twitter say that, and I have a couple of friends who went who said that as well. So um, it's it, it's it's really interesting because you know I guess like uh, oh, and then uh, obviously you have Feist um, who you know is contractually obliged to um, support Arcade Fire. Um, I My bet was that she would um, come down with COVID um, at the mm. last minute, but instead she did something much better, which was she decided to um, donate um, every penny of, the, of her merch sales to Women's Aid Dublin, which I thought was a, a, a really marvelous thing for her to do. If you did go yesterday, I hope you bought a Feist t-shirt. And, and uh, apparently her gig last night um this is tuesday night for anyone listening um 
she she came out and didn't really say very much um so and, and like i mean and maybe maybe you and i could look into doing a podcast on 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 this topic in future um like what what do you do um if you are a promoter or a booker or a venue or you're a musician who has a support slot like what what it's needs to change in terms to of in, the certainly of, of of breaking these contracts you know i i did look into a, a a little bit today um and there has been examples in the past where people have gotten out of a contract due to um sexual assault allegations um in uh, against another member of a band that were on the same bill um as as another artist so i think it would be something that we should probably think about um yeah, it usually in, doesn't happen it, in that fashion in our, where somebody suddenly has to make that decision in order to, um, with, with short notice, maybe, you know, they've already traveled to Dublin. It's, it's Very, a, very short notice. Canada, yeah, yeah. it is a tricky one. Mm. And I mean, I appreciate Vice gesture. Um, but yeah, I think that Irish Times article just shows you I that. I do too. I think two, that was that was the classiest thing she could have done, I think. Like, she can't, yeah, she can't, the break Irish her Times article just shows you that there's two, two different. Uh, strands of of thought there's people who are just not paying attention in the first place or if they are they're just pretending they didn't uh, because they want to go and they'd spent money on it whatever and like yeah. well separate the art from the artist all that stuff and that's fine but it's i mean i can't i can't i wouldn't be able to do it myself if i went tonight i would just be looking at him going i just creep. wouldn't enjoy it i just i just there's no way that i could enjoy it and like I'm, I'm I'm not saying I'm never going to listen to the suburbs again, but there's like, there's something about actually being at the gig and cheering and supporting this man, knowing that he's thinking about this. He has to be thinking about this. This is the first concert. Like he's going to be nervous about what the, what the ramifications are. I mean, I, I was in loads of different WhatsApp groups yesterday with people. We were texting each other saying like, you know, are, are there people that are going to go and that are going to boo? Um, I, I heard that there were going to be people who had planned to go to fight and then leave. I know a couple of people who did that. Um, uh, there was a little bit of booing, I heard, but not a lot. So I don't know. I just think it would be like from a journalistic perspective, I, I would be, I would have been very interested to go. Um, but not I, I I don't think like my curiosity wasn't enough to kind of send me there you know and I didn't want to be a yeah. person in the crowd especially a woman in the crowd I didn't want to be a woman in the crowd there seemingly supporting him um it's just oh it's just like and and, and it is like you get you get really tired of it you get really tired of seemingly every other month another man in music like something like this coming out about them and you can get a bit I don't know a bit numb to it or you you can kind of start to have the 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 attitude of like oh well are we surprised and I I just think that it is a good idea it's something that I'm trying to do myself to to always be surprised to all like to to still be surprised when it happens because if we if we become complacent and if we become this kind of like oh well what do we expect from these men in music you know then it's it's it starts to take away the power of what actually happened um these things should surprise surprise us they should shock us um and 
it it shouldn't just be this kind of landfill of oh there goes another one you know um yeah. we should we should we should be angry about it every time it happens and not just sort of and not allow ourselves to become numb to it i i think yeah i think um, so uh, and that's uh, obviously if 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 it is a triggering um if it is something that is too triggering to read for somebody absolutely become numb to it avoid it log out but for 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 the for the rest of us it's like no be be angry be surprised don't don't take it for granted that this is yeah um, and it's not it's not enough just ordinary. to be it's not enough just to say because he was a rock star that he could do whatever he want because that's what rock stars have done in the past it's 2022 you don't you don't uh, fall mm. back on those old tropes you, i'm i've seen people who are just saying that to justify that they were going last night it was like well that's what rock stars do is like no that's not what sound people do and that's fine i don't i don't necessarily no. want the artist every artist i listen to to be a good person i just want myself to be able to i just want them not to sexually to assault women i mean yeah that'd be just good don't assault women. <laughs> it's a low bar <laughs> like, it's pretty low bar the bar is really fucking low guys like it it is yeah. it's pretty fucking low like just don't just don't do it and you know if you do do it don't i don't i like it's just like what was that statement? It's, you don't even I, have to I go know. there. It just strikes me. <laughs> but yeah, the statement isn't is yeah, just straight like, straight from uh, the playbook. Like someone said, saying, "I can put you in touch with women who have uh, had a good experience with me." Is like, can you said, imagine getting oh, that like, phone call? Yeah, I've been accused of robbing a bank. Here's a list of banks I definitely didn't rob. I, I, yeah, like it's fine. But can no you problem. can you don't imagine being it. a woman and you're going about your day and you get a phone call from a journalist from Pitchfork saying, um, yeah, you had sex with Wynne Butler at some stage. How was it? Like, <laughs> like, does it does he not even think he says that it's that fine, is, but that is such like even the suggestion of that is such an invasion of privacy. Like he he has no idea like it, that, that that was a man who was just like panicking and floundering and just, you know, yeah. grasping at straws. And it's just, oh God, like, yeah. It, um, well, I think and the I mean, thing Ar- there, the inkling I had about Arcade Fire was that, well, Win Butler uh, in particular, that they were so out of touch with reality that they'd gone into this stratosphere. Yeah, they clearly aren't accountable for their actions anymore. Some of the things they were saying as part of the uh, we in the lead up to the release of the album mm. last year uh, just sounded like po-face nonsense that somebody would, if you were had any kind of uh connection with re- the re- reality and normal people you would be saying that kind of stuff so again you're just like they've just been allowed to uh, do whatever they want for the last uh 10 yeah. or 12 years whatever it is and and that's this is what happens when that happens you know so yeah and just so that we don't get in trouble um we should really just point out that all of these are allegations and none of them have been proven just just covering our arses there <laughs> but like these are allegations. Yeah. It's reported in Pitchfork. Um, if you haven't read it, read it. It's it's really excellent reporting. Um, and you know what else? Um, it, it is. It's that the members of the band would have been contacted. Like if that reporter was doing his due diligence, which I imagine he did, um, given the level of reporting in the piece, you know, other members of the band would have been contacted about this. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, hmm, why did Will Butler leave? Mm, he left at the end of you last know, year. I, so I, like, I it's just, it's on. all... I mean, is this related, you know? It's the end of last year, knows? which is around the time, like, this This piece is, is a long time in the making, you know? 
Um, this isn't yeah. something that comes together in a couple of weeks. This is months and months of reporting. Um, mm. So, yeah, very, very, yeah. very um, sad and disappointing. And I feel like I, I, I love Arcade Fire. I, I love their early stuff, but I, I feel I feel really, really sorry for fans, especially the women um, who love them and, have you know, the, like their new music still means a lot to them and so on. And yeah, it's just just sucks. Just really fucking sucks. Yeah. <sighs> right. Well, we move on to something, uh, to some nice things, some things that we'd like to share yeah. that are, are positive and good and uh, um, enrich yeah. our lives in, in different ways. It is time to talk about the best music of August. Um, first up is my choice. Um, my first choice is an album. No doubt you've also listened to it, Niall, because she is yeah. um, our queen, our goddess, our Australian singer-songwriter, um, Julia Jacqueline with her album Pre Pre Pleasure, um, the third album uh, from Julia, um, and we had I think three tracks beforehand before this was released. Um, uh, I was neon. And Lydia wears across. Two others. Lydia wears across, and then another one. I can't remember which it is. But anyway, be careful with yourself. Um, was, was be careful with last, yourself. Just last um, week. Yeah, and actually, maybe we'll take a listen to Be Careful With Yourself. Uh, this okay. is what the album sounds like. So the album came out last Friday. Um, I had had it a little bit before that. So I've actually spent a good bit of time with this, maybe about three weeks with this album. And I think every time I listen to it, I like it more and more. Um, I still don't really know where it stands in like the, the three albums, what way I'm going to like, you know, format my uh, my ranking of them. But I really, really like it. I think it's it, it, it departs from crushing um enough that you know there there are kind of surprises in there but there is a lot of the groundwork that I think she lay on on crushing um namely very very confessional lyrics um some of them very funny um there's a song called uh, ignore tenderness which has some really sharp lyrics in it about um the kind of um, sexuality that is learned by teenage girls from, you know, women's media, women's magazines, things like that, that are very funny, but also very, um, very sharp and very relatable. Um, and that kind of reminded me a little bit of like a pressure to party, but also, um, you know, of that, that, that image on 
body of the the boyfriend you know lighting up um in the in the toilet of an airplane and, and getting kicked kicked off the airplane and ruining um a holiday like she she still does these very she still explores these very specific moments across the album um and you know kind of ties them into the kind of grander um themes of the album i think one of the big themes in this album is 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 christianity and um a, a, a friend of mine pointed out that there's a lot of catholic guilt on this album which i thought mm. was a really interesting way to listen to it um obviously you have uh, Liddy wears a cross but it does kind of crop up throughout the album a lot about guilt a lot about guilt around sexuality um femininity and all of and how all that ties in with um you know, growing up with religion, maybe leaving religion, but still having that um, that residue of it on on your body, um, and kind of informing a lot of your um, your experiences as you do grow into adulthood and become like a sexual mm. person. Yeah, it's um, interesting because that song, mm. um, "Be Careful with Yourself," has that line. Yes. I know you were raised with a church, encourage to keep it all in, and then it yeah. finishes with, "From now on, I put you, uh, all my trust, put it in you. I put all my trust now that I know there's no one coming to save us." And that's interesting. Mm. That's a yeah, yeah. Things, yeah, very, very interesting. Like it, it's um, there is a lot of kind of there's yeah, there's a lot of guilt on it. Um, I, and I mean, she's she talks on ignore tenderness about you know, ever since I was thirteen, I've been pulled in every direction as well. Like there's um, there's also uh, on on Lydia wears a cross as well. Um, that she would. She would like religion. She would go to church. She would give into it if if it was all just song and dance, you know. And she's kind of singing in that song about the performance element of of um, I I'll say Christianity because I'm not quite sure if, if if it is Catholicism. But like as somebody who was raised Catholic, I definitely see a lot of that experience in it. I absolutely love a hymn. I, if you know me, you know I love a hymn. Um, and and that. That that idea of you know I, I I'd be a believer if if it was all just song and dance and I think a lot of people can can um can relate to that because it is your earliest really um introduction to music if you do grow up Catholic your the, the first songs that you truly learn how to sing or play are probably religious songs um so yeah I thought that it was it's it's a very interesting album to listen to you know ha- having grown up in a in a Catholic in a Catholic country. Um, well, she went to Catholic school, so that's the, certainly where that comes from, yeah. So she is Catholic. Okay, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I, I just think, you know, the more I listen to it, the more I get out of it, especially lyrically. I think um, in terms of the music, not not very much has changed. I think there are much sparser songs here than there was on the last album. Um, but, but the very guitar bass songs are still you know very you know rhythmically driven with 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 her rhythm guitars it's it's similar tones it's similar kind of um feeling throughout it but yeah it's maybe it's maybe coming from a more mature perspective from not quite as within an emotion as crushing was which is basically mm. a concept album about a breakup um this is much much broader um it's much more her you know considering um the the different forces that have kind of formed her as a as a woman and looking back a bit and looking at who she is now because of those things it's a very interesting album um i'm just so happy that it's great (laughs) 
really relieved. She is great. I mean, she I did, I didn't great. doubt her, but she's no. just like, are you going to see her in um, November? Yeah, it's in November, third of November, I think, in Vicar Street. So it's it'll be going to that for the sure. The day after my birthday, oh, so yeah. I'm 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 making it be my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> that again, the most Andrea Cleary thing I've ever heard. Your birthday party is a Julia Jackson gig. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Spooky brand. season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Who have well, you got? Do you want to play no. another bit of a ignore tenderness just to? Oh yeah. Hammer the yeah, point home. A beautiful song. Okay. Yes, ignore please. tenderness. Go put ice in your mouth. Let them slap you about. Go on, choke yourself out. Believe no room for doubt that you are brave Beneath the sheets you're just a cave A plastic bucket or a grave Who said you know what you get, you know what you gave away I've been thinking back to when things went off track it's not what I wanted Is that why I feel haunted By something small Strong enough To destroy it all If I don't change soon Will it forever eclipse the moon That keeps me stable Away from home That's lovely, that's Julia Jacqueline the song is called Ignore Tenderness Now it's time for my, I have actually have three albums to recommend I've been on an album buzz this month And uh, the first one um, is from Mad Lib and Declaim, and Declaim is Dudley Perkins. You might know uh, Declaim as Dudley Perkins because this uh, collection of music is called In the Beginning. It's volume two. I hadn't heard of it until last week. I was doing my roundups for Friday. Is one of the reasons why I do it. Two of these uh, actual albums uh, I discovered in the process of doing the roundups for Friday, so always worth doing. So this is, yeah, Mad Lib produced album with Declaim, um, and it's actually an album that was uh, made, uh, well, the songs were all made uh, in the mid-90s, and it really does sound like it. So here's a track uh, that I love from this collection of music, which is volume two, in the beginning, volume two, with Declaim and Mad Lib. It's called Bandwagon. A destiny made up by me, I be lyrics slinger number one, King Pin, I got this crazy thing about tight instrumentals, hit dip shit that don't quit rough like a day with ripple. I keep it all so simple, straight to the point. I'm in this joint, so let me get straight to the point of no return. As I take control, you learn. There's more to this nigga on the mic, some shit you won't like. If you trip, I just might go through that mode, that ill minded mode, with the weak get rolled. I fall all fold from the pressure I proclaim. Alias decline when I rain down with pain. Who with these ways around at the drop of a dime? My nigga creeping from behind. Here's where I draw the line. You dare cross it. I think you lost it. You're losing your mind. Also, your soul I control. Got your trance confused. Burnt, battered, and bruised. Simple minds get used when they snooze. So that's the claim in Mad Lib. The album is in the beginning, volume two. There was a volume one last year. So all of this music is from uh, 93 to 96. Uh, in the early 90s, before Mad Lib was associated with Stone's Throw, before he went on to do uh, Mad Villain and J Lib and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he was uh, based in Oxnard, California, and the claim was one of his pals. They actually uh, met when they were nine years old at the time, um, like way back. So uh, their fa- their dads were, were, were buds and they met. And then 
they lost touch, but then they reconnected a few years later and then they made music like this. And I don't know if this was ever released, but they were part of a collective of people. Some of the people you may know, Mad Lib's younger brother, Oh No, uh, M.E.D. and Declaim themselves. So um, Mad Lib's actual first commercial music was for the rap group, The Alcoholics in 1993. I know Kieran, my pal, is to this. He'll know who The Alcoholics are. Um, all of their songs were basically like metaphors for drinking or, or all their albums were called things like that. And um, so I didn't realize that as well. So he produced The, the Alcoholics. Um, and this was like around that time doing a lot of stuff with uh, Loot Pack and things like that. And then eventually 1998, was when uh, Peanut Butter Wolf came a call with Stone Throw Records and that, that's when the Mad Lib kind of era begins. So just really interested to hear this now. I was only familiar with Dudley Perkins more as kind of a soulful artist. And so I wasn't even aware that they did a full rapping album. So uh, really interesting to hear just a really solid mid-90s rap album. And it seems like your cat is a big fan of it too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does anyone want it? Okay, we'll see what <laughs> can hear this purring she's very excited that i'm on the couch I'm sorry. yeah she's all over me she's having a, a a nice rub of her head on the, on the mic stand there as well now um but Good. she's very excited about the mad lib album and um, she's a really <laughs> big fan really yeah, really big fan yeah 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 it's just lovely i it just came up uh, last week and i was like oh i didn't know this existed so mm. uh really nice to hear and uh yeah, really enjoyed it. Declaim and Mad Lib in the beginning. You have a, a rap album for us, actually. I do have a rap album. Um, we're both um, presenting rap albums uh, from artists that my boyfriend likes, and he um, is very fussy about rap music. So <laughs> this is very, very exciting for us all. Um, yeah, so my next pick is uh, the Danger Mouse and Black Thought album Cheat Codes. Um might take a little listen and then I'll tell you about uh, what the hell this is. Uh, this is the title track called Cheat Codes. At this point now, you know, Black Thought is basically the one of the elders of hip hop. So uh, tell me a bit about this album and how it came about. Yeah, very interesting album. Um, so, I mean, Danger Mouse, uh, Brian Joseph Burton of um, the Grey album, of Gnarls Barkley, of Demon Days, uh, Broken Bells and um, collaborator of MS, uh, MF Dune, um, the mess and the mask as a uh, danger doom and then black thought rapper and mc of the roots fame and uh, the streams of thought ep series that's been going since around 2018 um the pair first worked together on a track for the mess and the mask back in 2005 but it has taken them um 
until now. Uh, I, was, I was about to try and do the maths in my head of how many years that is, but I, I can't um, uh, to get back years. into the studio together. Thank you. Um, and crucially, this is the first rap album um, produced by Danger Mouse in nearly 20 years. He's worked with a lot of artists um, and, and he's produced rap tracks. But this is the first album that he's produced in uh, in in 20 years. And it's really great. Like the beats are really big. It has a posthumous appearance from MF Doom. Um, that was probably recorded during that Danger Doom era. Um there's these really big bass rhythms, really great hooks, and the production overall, as you can imagine, is really terrific. Um, there's a lot of guests on it as well, but I don't think um, I think you know how I feel about too many guests on rap albums. Yeah. I don't tend I don't tend to love it, but I think for the most part, everyone's used well. So there's Raekwon, there's Joey Badass, there's Ortj. They all do really good work, but for me, it's the uh, Michael Kiwanuka. Um, guest um kind of you know production and um chorus on uh the track aquamarine that elevates things it when you we'll play it now but when you're listening to it harry pointed this out to me he was like this sounds like it could be on demon days um and it really does it's great it's it's really really atmospheric it's like a little bit spooky maybe it's my favorite track on the record um so yeah this is aquamarine They sound like Damon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, it definitely sounds like a good right? part of, of a Grills album for sure. Um, yeah, lovely. Love that. Um, mm. I think, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about the, the guests. Um, have you in. listened to this Even, album now? I have, yeah, yeah. I was listening to some of it earlier on because I nearly picked it, but I kind of remember you saying you really liked it. So I was like, mm, I figure. Yeah, I made a calculated uh, guess oh, that you, you might pick this one. Um, and I was, I was right. Yeah, Kid Sister. Same with Julia, well. I'd Kid imagine. Sister. Yeah, definitely. But well, I knew you were going to pick that one. Mm. Uh, Kid Sister from, oh God, early blog era. Wow. Uh, she had an album in 2009 called Right Hand High. She had tracks like oh, Pro Nails. Oh, what was the song that she had? She had a song, a cover of LL Cool J's I Need Love. I remember that. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> A blast from the past. Anyway, for sure. Nice to see her back. Get Fresh. Oh. That was the track. It's kind of that like bloggy kind of electro house kind of like pop, uh, hip hop music that was around at the time. Anyway. Mm. Cool. But this is a good Ray album. And like like I said, like Black Thought and Elder, uh, obviously with the roots and, and doing, you know, daily things on, on the TV. Um, they're still doing yeah. that, aren't they? Yeah, still, still, uh, still on Kimmel 
or Fallon? Kimmel. Fallon. Oh, Fallon. I want to say Fallon, isn't it? Which is the one I don't like? I don't like Fallon. I don't love Kimmel. But like, I mean, I wouldn't like Kimmel at all. Yeah, they're definitely on with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Oh, they're Fallon, are they? Okay. Oh, God, I might have to go to work and see him every day. I'd rather see him than see Kimmel if I had to pick. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wait, am yeah. I? All right, let me just Google one of them so that I know which one I'm talking about. Jimmy okay. Kimmel. Oh, Kim- Kimmel's fine. Like, he's just kind of bad at interviewing. Fallon would just, he just laughs so much. Just stop laughing. <laughs> he's he, just he's, always he's at He's a purveyor of toxic positivity. No, it's just like he, he doesn't let people finish their stories. Like, he gets really good guests, and I always want to see the people being interviewed who are on his show. But then he just keeps, like, interrupting their stories. And I'm like, this person has practiced this story. This person has an anecdote. <laughs> you know, like, just let them do it. Just let them, just stop laughing. Um, although I will say um, the the clip where he finds out that he was accidentally on a date with Nicole Kidman, but he didn't know that it was a date, and Nicole Kidman tells him it was a date, is still one of the greatest television moments i've ever seen in my life um and i i i'd nearly forgive him everything for that but um yeah anyway the roots are cool <laughs> yeah and that's danger mouse and black thought album is called cheat codes very good very good very good really good it's really okay really good. yeah you're up. i'm gonna play a song from an album that i've been enjoying but i'm gonna focus on the song because i haven't listened to the album enough to recommend it so this yeah. is a an artist called Ruby Goon, um, actually a Moscow-born artist, Ivan Solomani Lesnev, and I think they're based in the UK now. But also, there's there was some their dad brought them to America. I don't really know what the buzz is, but anyway, obviously, you know, a little bit uh, picking a Russian artist at the moment is still uh, one of those things that you're like think twice about. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, seems fine. Ruby After Goon, this, Russia, you know. Yeah, this is a song called Power. Um, it's released on Errol Alkin's Fantasy Sound label. Just really like it. It's kind of psychedelic and woozy and, and nice. And it sounds like this. Something's So this is one of those songs that kind of insidiously uh, buried itself into its, my head since I heard it. And um, I heard it once on a Friday, busy Friday listening, and then I forgot about it. And then I, it came up again in the playlist and I was like, oh, that's that song I really like. And, I, I, and then I noted who it was. So I really liked it. Yeah. A bit of soulful kind of psychedelia, some indie kind of stuff there. So that's on the album's called Brand New Power. That song is called Power. That's Ruby Goon. 
and uh, a really lovely song. And uh, sorry, the song is called Cold Wind. Excuse me. The album is called Brand New Power. Lovely. Over to you. My next choice is from a little known New York band. You might have heard of them. It's their first album. Uh, The upcoming album is their first album in nine years. Uh, The song is called Burning and it's by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and it sounds like this. That is Burning from the AAS, um, back with their first album since 2013. You'd think I would have bloody wrote this down. Yeah, 2013 uh, was Mosquito. The album is due out on September 30th. It's called Cool It Down. I I chose this song not because I'm I'm like, the song, the song is good. It's 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 a yeah 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 song. You know, there's no. I I think what makes me excited about this album is that they basically sound the same um, as they did 13 years ago or whenever it was. Um, so I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I want from the yeah yeah yeahs. I don't want a big huge uh, departure. Um, and you know, Karen O is just one of the best musicians in the world. They're one of the best bands in the world, and I'm feeling very. Um, very hopeful for this record, actually. Um, there's two songs that have been released already. Um, both are really good. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to the to the album. Yeah. You a right. big yeah, yeah, yeah guy? I, I wouldn't be big, but I like some of their stuff and I like this a lot. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's cool. I like them. I've always liked Carrie now. She's great. Cool. And Yeah, and she's awesome. Seem like they really care sometimes. <laughs> That's a really nice thing to say, Niall. I think that's true. (laughs) Yeah. They're one of the bands that come out of Meet Me in the Bathroom really well. True, true. There's not many of those. Um, Which is how I stack indie bands from the 2000s now. Um, And, I mean, the strokes come out of it well as well. Yeah, yeah. Whoop. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, we haven't, we don't really know. I, I guess we'll hear more. The album is out. When is it out? September 30th. Yeah, um, September, 30th. September 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Lovely. 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 Okay. I have an album to recommend now um, from an Irish artist called Elaine Howley. And this is, oh, I just touched the mic with my finger. Oh, the, oh, what's that oh, feeling? No. Oh, you know, well, anyway. No. <laughs> Do you not get weird um, 
shivers when you touch things you don't like. <laughs> Touching that. You know that? You know that oh, like the, Is it the mic cover? Yeah. Yeah. I get that way with cotton wool if I rub cotton don't wool. Like, like don't that. like it. Don't, don't <laughs> like it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so Elaine Howley has an album out called The Distance Between Heart and Mouth. Um, we'll play a bit of it, a track called To The Test First, and then we'll come back and discuss a bit more about the album and why I like it. So does Elaine Howley actually managed to see Elaine Howley twice at another love story, but neither times as herself. Um, well, I mean, not on her uh, performing this music. She plays with the Altered Hours as well. And she actually got up with um, David Kitt and Aoife O'Neill, the Outsider. Is that what it's called? Their project. They were on in the lawn, the front lawn. On Friday you night, at the altered hours. I was at the altered hours. I didn't I, even. I, see I saw them for a few minutes. I saw them like for oh. ten minutes before I was going because yes, I was playing shortly really afterwards. Good. Yeah, so uh, I was going over to have a look at the the stage and and drop my stuff in, and I saw a bit of them. So it was great. Oh. Um, and they she also sang with uh, David Kitt and Eva Neal's project as well. So, but the album came out only about two or three weeks ago. Um, really gorgeous uh, album. I remember maybe three years ago, two three years ago. Uh, Mike McGrath Brian sent me the track that features on this album, which is called "A Song for Mary Black." Just a gorgeous, really like hypnotic, uh, rhythmic song. Uh, well, just really lovely, beautiful melodic song. And uh, that was the first, I think, solo material I heard of from Elaine Howley. So this album is a comes from an audio diary that Elaine kept uh, on a four-track cassette machine between uh, 2019 and 2020. Um, was something that kind of um, she kept as part of a kind of a creative endeavor and uh, p- forming uh, pulled on uh, formative teenage influences and memories of a childhood spent home recording long wave 252 transmissions i know what that's like i remember being there doing that <laughs> recording long wave radio atlantic 252 uh, and <laughs> so uh I think it's a kind of an attempt to recreate some of the intimacy of a radio show as well. Different kind of sounds and experiments happening in there. Uh, Elaine says, I brought all those early influences along with me. It was a private time to enjoy music, listening to my Walkman or making mixtapes. I heard the roots of the sound I'm drawn to beginning then. I found myself returning to and creating something of that time for this record. So I think it's a beautiful record. I don't think it's a bad song. It, it reminds me of, there are references in the press release actually to um, Tirza and Broadcast. And I, I can certainly hear the the former in it. It's just, it's kind of got a, a very minimally pitched 
um, lovely experimental tone to it. I find it very um, quite relaxing and a lovely place to um, to sit in and listen with. So really, really enjoyed it. Uh, she also says, I was thinking a lot about the themes of silencing and communication. My voice and a lot of feelings were buried and I wanted to push that out using music. That is the intention of this album, trying to brave to be brave enough to share and open up along with the internal and external barriers that exist when it comes to doing that. So the album is called uh, The Distance Between Heart and Mouth. It's on Bandcamp and the Belfast label. Touch Sensitive Records would recommend it. Absolutely stunning album. So one of my favourite Irish albums of the year so far. Sweet. I will listen to that when we finish this podcast um, because I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, okay, my final choice um, is an artist no, who we you spoke too. to. Oh, oh, do I? Yeah. No. Oh, I do. Sorry, sorry. Um, no, we didn't speak to this artist. Um, I wish. This is um, the Attic Monkeys. Um, don't believe the hype. They're back. There better be a mirror ball um, from an upcoming album. And it sounds like this. Don't get emotional. That ain't like you. Yesterday still leaking through. That's nothing new I know I promised this is what I wouldn't do But somehow giving it the old romantic fool Seems to better suit the mood You ought to know I'll have a heavy heart So can we please be absolutely sure That there's a mirror ball The Arctic Monkeys, there better be a mirror ball Um, Definitely more in the Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino croony retro era than the yeah what's been the reaction to this right um i i think largely positive i think most arctic monkeys fans are sort of fine with them not um writing music about fighting outside chip shops anymore as much as we all love um that first record um and i think you know i watched a little bit of their set at leeds and even watching Alex Turner singing those old songs, he, his voice and his performance style really seems to have um, evolved into this sort of, you know, this crooner uh, thing. So I, I, it's still, it, I think it works well singing those older songs, but he definitely doesn't sing them the way he used to. He's, he's, he's definitely, you know, entered this new era of him as a vocalist and, and as a performer. And, that new era is much better suited to songs like this. It's a very, like lyrically, it's very grounded. Um, I think he said something along the lines of like, you know, we're not in space anymore. We're very much on earth. And this is a very grounded song. It's, it's, um, it takes a little bit of time, you know, it's, it's over four minutes long. Um, and it is a, a kind of a, 
kind of a yawning song like it does sort of you know lounge and and take its time and and relax into itself i liked it immediately but i have to say the more i listen to it it's re- it really really grows on me and i'm really excited to to hear the album um i don't have in front of me when it's going to be out um i always do this i think uh october i think the end of october um but i can check that now um it but is is it the end of the October? Yeah. Is no, this was very much my job <laughs> to do. October, yeah. Um and October yeah, I'm just 21st. really twenty first October. Ten days before Halloween. Um, so you'll have plenty of time. But yeah, I really, really like this song. I, I think this style really suits them. I mean, I I I hope that there are, you know, kind of bigger songs. I'd love to hear more um kind of orchestra maybe yeah. some strings you know that that kind of thing but i'm really i think i'm ready to enter this or to like really settle into this era um of the arctic monkeys who are a very different band now to when they started out but you know i think that's due to um a lot of growth in terms of their musicality and their influences and settling into being you know a a band that that are securing their legacy, you know, that aren't, um, they're not just singing the same old stuff, even though we all loved it. Um, they're really, I think they are, and Alex Turner is really thinking about legacy and eras, um, uh, much like, you know, pop artists tend to do. Um, so I would love to do one big two minute, like guitar pop. Brian storm. (laughs) Just one, just to throw us off. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't but mind it at also, all. Also, <laughs> won't be mad if they don't do it either. Mm, yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's fine. They can do yeah. whatever they want. I think they've earned You're going to see them Sunday night at the picnic, are you? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I saw, I watched a bit of that uh, live footage as well. Seems like it's a bit looser and more funk and jazzy kind of vibe. So uh, I'll be yeah. able to see how it, how it comes across. I did see them last time at Primavera. Uh, sound and I really did enjoy that. Although I also mm. had a seat then, so it was just a nice, oh, lovely. it was a nice vibe for that kind of those kind of songs. I was like, mm, yeah, that's nice. Mm. Into this, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Love good. Right, I have a quick recommend for an album here that I also heard when I was putting uh, together the roundups. This is from a Chicago artist called Cla- Claude, who is a, a Claudia Farm. And really lovely album of dream pop music called A Lot's Gonna Change. This is the uh, lead single from the called 20 Nervous to say what's on my mind. I'm a twenty-something.
So yeah, speaking of loungy and smoky, that is uh, Claude. The album is called A Lot's Gonna Change. That was a song that I heard and I was like, oh, what's this? I'm very interested. Mm. Also, one of those so albums wh- that... You Wise know, Blood reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely one of those albums that I kind of discovered from... I was going through a big list of albums and the artwork actually uh, caught my eye. And it was just a very striking image of of the artists themselves and they were wearing like kind of a chain mail. So I keep having like Kate Le Bon in my head around it as well, because they're mm. somebody else who wears chain mail sometimes on stage. And uh, so it did kind of remind me of that, that kind of vibe. So kind of dreamy pop, uh, smoky and loungy. So really liked it. Uh, girlclaude.bankup.com is where you can get that album if you're looking to buy cool. it. So yeah, that's a lovely. Sounds really good. Lovely shout. Yeah. That's two albums I have to listen to now that you have uh, recommended. That's what the show is okay. all about. I know it's great. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's helpful these uh, end of month roundups <laughs> for us as much as the listeners. <laughs> um, okay, my final choice is somebody who we spoke to earlier this year. I want to say January twenty twenty two. January, yeah. Um, she is Anna Malarkey. She is from Galway and she has released her debut album called Falling. Um, I haven't, I'm, I'm just going to talk about one song, but I am recommending the album. Um, but I just haven't listened to it enough to kind of fully delve in. Uh, the song that really grabbed me on first listen is a song called Please. And it goes like this. And hey. by Anna Malarkey there's a really cool um sort of fusion of influences there a fusion of styles there that I think you can hear you know on the the one hand there is the the strings and there's she definitely comes from like um a a trad mindset a trad tradition and then there's also the more electronic kind of beat side of things that that fusion doesn't always work for me I do sometimes think it sounds a bit clunky but on this album I think it works brilliantly it's it's it it feels natural it feels like it's something of itself and not the blending of two different kind of disparate things and yeah it's a really beautiful record it's it's just it's it's one of those you know sink into it and and really pay attention and it's it's full of surprises you know like when you when you get to 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 the moment in in that track please when when the beat kicks in as it were you know you are surprised by that but more than anything you're kind of surprised by how well it works and you're like yeah this is this it feels natural everything feels natural and there's just this sort of sense of her as like this I don't know orchestrator of all these different tones and sounds like she just sounds like a wizard (laughs) like like she's controlling all these different things and um that like everything's at her fingertips you know that there's nothing she's not able to to play or to or to do that that every sound is very well thought out and it's exactly what she wanted to put down um 
yeah, I really like it. I really, really like the album. Like, like I said, I've only had like one listen through fully to the to the whole album, but um, it's one I would li- I would recommend listening to start to finish. Um, and it's yeah, it's really, really lovely. And she's right. lovely as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, agree. this is that- certainly the one that stands out to me uh, on first mm. listen. Please, although I'd heard a couple of others, of course, but uh, mm. yeah, I think this is a nice marriage of all the things that she does uh, really well, and it's the one that stood out to me when I first yeah. heard it. So the album's called Falling and a Malarkey from Galway, the artist, and yeah, you can go back to listen to our chat with Anna uh, in January 2022 at the Black Gate uh, episode. So um, yeah, that was a really fun day. Yeah, we should do more things like that. Someday. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, our final choice. Is this right? Yeah. So well, my final one. track is another recent discovery. I had heard of Jake Zerk's Fussel um, from playing a gig earlier this year that Enthusiastic Eunuch put on. Um, has bringing him back now to Whelan's for Wednesday, October 26th. Uh, uh, the first show happened at Bellow Bar, so there's a jump up. But I'm really, I really think this is really, really, really gorgeous. I'll explain where the music comes from in a sec but let's just hear a little bit of this song it's called love farewell come violent let's be marching First for France, then for Holland. Cannons roar, colors flying. All my love, there's no denying. Ring farewell to my love farewell. We're all marching around very well. to uh, stroke microphones too that is uh, <laughs> Jake's Zerk's Fussel song is called Love Farewell from his recent album Good and Green Again that was released in January his fourth album so very bluesy folk music uh, Jake's background is actually he's the son of Fred C. Fussel an Alabama folklorist curator and photographer who took his son on the road while he was recording blues and folk songs uh, with uh, musicians nearby and obviously it is um it has seeped into the the world of Jake Sirk's Fussel. I really like that song. It's a beautiful track. Um, lovely, lovely music. Uh, there's a whole album of stuff, uh, uh, four albums, in fact, of stuff you can hear um, in that vein. And yeah, one of those like I think every year you need you need a few, three or four of those really lovely kind of old fashioned folk albums or like calm albums to to add to your rotation this is one of them for me this year although it came out in january uh a more recent discovery but certainly because he seems to be doing quite well in terms of uh getting plaudits and and uh playing live and so lots happening for jake's zerks fussel that's with a an x x-e-r-x-e-s uh, jake fussel f-u-s-s-e-l-l 
Uh, as always, everything that you will hear will be in the show notes, so you can you can Google away and uh, links where possible, and uh, we will include all of these tracks in the podcast um, playlist on Spotify as well, which is uh, called also in the show notes songs played on the 909 podcast. So yeah, yeah, that's everything from us this week in terms yeah. of uh, the best of the month. So uh, thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. You too. Um, the cast you'd like to discuss back. Um, I know, I know you need to run, so I'll just, I'll just give like mention to, um, my, any other businesses, um, films I've watched, uh, uh, I saw Nope. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I also watched a Jackie Chan film that I can't remember the name. I want to say it's Police Cop. It's not. Um, Rush Hour? Police, police Story. Police no. Story, it's called. <laughs> um, it's from 1985. And it's just, it's, like, it's just really, really fun. And the stunts are great. And there's a bit where he's like hanging off the side of a bus with an umbrella and I was watching it and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't, I don't know if you ever get this. If you watch like Jackie Chan films, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is, this, this is, oh, oh, you should. Um, but like you're kind of watching it and you're like, yeah, yeah, action film. And then you're like, wait, he's really doing this. This is like you become really yeah. desensitized to like, you know, action and danger and stuff. But like at the end of the movie, like with a lot of his films, there's like a um, a montage of like, all of the actors at one point of an, or another just being like brought away in an ambulance from, you know, absolutely wrecking themselves from some, some stunt that they're doing, but a uh, really, really fun film. Um, and then in TV, I watched Nathan Fielder's new show, the <laughs> rehearsal. Um, I sat down to watch the first episode and I watched all six episodes and I think it's a masterpiece. And if anyone wow. wants to talk to me, I put I've it in the discourse. But my oh, problem no. is my partner has a visceral reaction to Nathan Fielder and will not watch it. <laughs> she she leaves the room instead. So I need to put you in touch with um, Alan uh, McGuire, who hosts Juvenalia, because I think he's having a similar issue. <laughs> so you and him need to watch it. Um, it's fine. I've got one left now. That's all. So it's I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. And that's part of the yeah. of the yeah. uh, whole experience isn't it so yeah, yeah. I, I put it into the anything. tv section on discord and nobody bit um i was like someone please talk to me about this no one so <laughs> you know if anyone wants to talk to me about it send me an email um but i think it's a masterpiece i think it's amazing and i think that the moral ambiguity of it is um just yeah, it's it's it's, it's also tricky. like I think the the thing about it is when I was watching last night, while I felt uncomfortable with the dynamic of the relationship, because clearly it's a TV show, and to very briefly explain, um, the rehearsal certainly most of the show is about a fake relationship that is being put on or rehearsed in order for first of all this woman who wants to know whether she wants to have kids or not, and secondly Angela. for Nathan as well to feel like to have that experience as well and that is the push and pull of it all the you're like oh this is uncomfortable but also i like in doing so i think you probably learn more about like what it's like to start a family or become or or navigate that as two people and because you're seeing sort of real reactions as well so it was very interesting. It's, it is a very interesting yeah. show, even though I, it's I, crazy. I have so much to say about like what I think the show is about and doing. And like, yeah, when you finish it, 
WhatsApp me, send me a voice note. Okay. I want to know your thoughts on the, because if your partner didn't like the other episodes, like she will find. No, it's actually Nathan episode, for you. Very is the problem. Oh, okay. Oh, Nathan for you so, is nothing compared to this. <laughs> I, I know. I know. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just kind of getting I just love it. that she has a visceral reaction to Nathan Field. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I absolutely, I, I think he is um, like the, I think he's so ahead of his time. Like I genuinely think he's one of the best, like one of the great comedians of, of this generation. I think he's a genius. Um, yeah. But yeah, highly recommend. Would say watch Nathan for you first. Oh, like, I think I it helps. I wouldn't jump in. Like Even, you don't have to, it's not it, but I think I, I, I think it's like going into the shallow end before you go into the deep end. It's a good idea to have a grasp. Yeah, of I think I think so. Absolutely. Nathan definitely and helps. what he does. Yeah, <laughs> um, but oh, it's it's real good. Great. <laughs> Door great, City yeah. over here. That's um, a rehearsal. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's really good. Um, what about you? Uh, have you watched anything? Uh, I'm just whack watching Industry. Um, season oh, two what is back. that? Oh, it's People just are it, talking about that. It's a show about um, graduates who work for a bank in London and uh, it's very well done. Although so far, I'm not sure about season two because it's it's delving more into their jobs and I don't really care about their jobs. And specifically, is it a drama or a comedy? Yeah, or what yeah, is it? yeah. It's a drama. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. uh, it kind of like it's kind of like this life, but updated for graduates mm-hmm. in banks. And actually, I think season two has like moved the story on like two or three years. So they're not quite graduates anymore. But the season one is great. We watched that. Uh, yeah, okay. very recently, and I enjoyed that a lot. And oh, cool! I'll check and then out. the only other thing is, Better Call Saul is over, and I thought it was a perfect ending. It was perfect, a wasn't it? And it was that's really all I'll perfect. Say about that. <laughs> it was stunning. It was. Oh. oh god, I cried so much. <laughs> um, do you know? Do you remember the film that won Best Oscar, uh, Best Picture at the Oscars this year? Um. See, no uh, one can remember. <laughs> oh no, I do, I do. It was, it, it was it a fo- no, it wasn't a foreign language picture. What? Oh, what year is it? Twenty twenty two. Um. Okay, Will Smith won for for the tennis film. What won Best Picture? Well, I'll <gasps> tell you. It was a the film power called- of the dog. No, it was a film called Coda, which is about uh, children of deaf adults. It's uh, a very little, um, small movie, uh, very, very sweet movie, kind of predictable, but also gorgeous. Watch that last week. I would recommend. Now, it did kind of get ruined for me by Gogglebox because they essentially shown the whole thing. I was like, but still, if you need a good cry or you want a good cry. Gogglebox back? uh no i think they just they went they had it they they showed oh, the film on it like a few months ago maybe oh i see uh, okay. i think it is back soon but uh anyway <laughs> the yeah. only other plug i have is that um in my official uh role as the culture night dublin ambassador this year hi nights are uh, <laughs> um to say that um we announced i got viral on tiktok you went viral on tiktok we didn't talk about this I, I look at it now. Hold on. I put up, I had 300 uh, uh, followers yesterday and one video. And then I put you up You came video. up on my For You page on That's TikTok. Mad. That's mad. I'll tell you now how many. Uh, I was that, like, I know this guy. video has 123,000 views that has. Yeah, that's now, mad. That's mental. I have 1,300 followers from one video. <sighs> I'm, I'm one of those. 24 followers. hours. 24 hours. Mad. I, I'm one of those. I was laid on. <laughs> 
Anyway, so yeah, we put up, uh, you may have seen uh, Night Moves. It's an event we're doing as part of Culture Night in the Fruit and Veg Market in off Cable Street. So DJs, discussions and dancing. So uh, there'll be more details on that soon. But 23rd of September, Culture Night, big, big event. So um, Now, will you please explain to people what the story is with tickets and turning up because there's a lot of people in the comments of that it video says it saying in the what's the description I, I know but let's let's just be very there clear are no tickets it's no tickets we're going to have 700 and something capacity it'll run from talks from half four till six ish maybe we have to decide that and then six o'clock onwards to 11 or 12 depending on what time the guards let us go till uh, we'll be putting on DJs for every half an hour. So we we anticipate that people will be coming in and out. And as it's culture night, people will go to other places. So the idea is that like there will be a one in one out system until capacity is reached. And it's free in. There's no bar. It's just a. It's just a. We're just putting on DJs in this very cool uh, open space that people haven't been in for three or four years. So why not? Yeah. That's the idea. That's really the brilliant idea. idea. So I can't wait. Excited for it. Right. I better go. Um, that yep. is it from us this week uh, we'll talk to you next week thank you Andrea thank you Niall thank you listener Andrea. thank you Kat thank you goodbye cats. all the cats <laughs> alright bye, bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.